Welcome to Truly Fit. Welcome to the Truly Fit Podcast, where we interview experts in fitness and health to expand our wisdom and wealth. I am your host, Steve Washuda, co-founder of Truly Fit and author of Fitness Business 101. On today's episode, we go over client programming. It is a big question, if not the biggest question that new personal trainers typically have is, how do I set up my client programming? If you're a NASM personal trainer, you go through the OPT model, but ultimately, this is an art and a science. You have to marry those two things together in order to put proper programming together. It is not just a science. It is both an art and a science. We have to worry about the objective and the subjective, the qualitative and the quantitative. And I'm going to go over in a two-part series here how to properly review client programming. Now, in the first episode, it's going to be more of a generality because for me, it's always good to take a step back and ask questions like, well, what is the client experience? What do they want? What should I be providing? Because that is part of programming, right? What are they expecting? How am I supposed to introduce introduce myself into their lives and their lifestyle? So we're going to take a step back and we're going to go through, uh, of course, I always have an acronym for everything in the uh, fitness business here, but the acronym is going to be TEACH, Talk, Evaluate, Assess, Create, and Help. And that is step one here in our client programming, but really client experience, which is the first part of client programming. What should the client expect and what are we giving our client? Because we have to let our client know also what we are going to give them in this process. So first, let's go over the T in teach, talk. We have to sit down with our clients and keep asking what else, what else, what else. You're going to get their Park Q form, you're going to get their health history form, but you have to keep digging because they'll never write down all of the information that you believe is pertinent in order to give them the best experience. They're only going to write down what they believe, and what they believe if isn't the same thing as what you believe. So let me unpack that a bit. I've had multiple clients, I've, t- I've talked about this on other podcasts with other personal trainers, who have you know, they'll fill out a health history form and you'll ask them to write down their injuries. And then, you know, two, three, four sessions in, you find out that, you know, they broke their ankle 20 years ago and they didn't find that to be relevant or pertinent, but it is, right? Because if, if they had a broken ankle for, let's say, a, a long period of time and they decided to continue on with uh, their day-to-day life or sports or something of that nature, then they built in compensations and had synergistic dominance. And now things are off kilter, right? They have muscle imbalances due to the fact that they had that serious injury that they believe wasn't serious, that caused issues in their body. We need to know that as personal trainers. I've had people tell me that they've had heart attacks a year into working with them. They never put it on their health history form that they had a heart attack. So you really have to sit down with your clients and talk to them, not only through the health history, but get them from a physiological perspective, but also from a, a lifestyle perspective. And that's going to be next, right? Evaluate. After you talk to them, after you get all the information, you have to evaluate their lives and their lifestyle and the mental side of this game. So if you have a client that works nine to five and they tell you, listen, I'm really tired at the end of the day. Well, that's part of this evaluation process going into your programming to say, hey, listen, we're going to have to work out in the mornings then. Or you're going to have to find a way to come here at 6, 7, 8 a.m. Because you work 9 to 5 and you're too tired at the end of the day. Part of programming is also knowing when you should meet your client. It's not just what exercises you should be doing. Because also, you're going to have to change that programming accordingly. Maybe that person says, hey, listen, I just I can only get here in the mornings. 
one day a week, but I want to work out with you two days a week. So the other day I have to come after five o'clock. Well, they're going to be maybe more tired at that point. So now your programming has to change. You're going to say, okay, the harder workout's going to be in the morning on Mondays and on Thursdays when I see you and on Thursdays when I see you in the afternoons, that's going to be a little bit of a lighter workout or maybe something you enjoy more so that mentally, psychologically, you're invested in this process. And it's a little bit easier for you since you're tired during that period of time. So again, we have talk for the T and teach. Get all the information you possibly can. Keep asking what else, what else, what else. Ask every question you possibly can. Take good notes. Meet with your client for a half hour, hour. Get all the information you possibly can. Then evaluate. Evaluate their lifestyle, their schedule, uh, their sort of mental health. All of those things, right? That The the things that are not physiological. The, the next step is assess. We have the T for talk. We have the E for evaluate. Then we have the A for assess. The assess is assessments. That is the physiological side. We have to look at them, run them through your assessments. Now, I am not somebody who believes you should follow only the assessments you've been taught in the book, right? The shark skill test and all of these YMCA Rockport tests. Now, you could do whatever assessments you want, whatever's best for you. I do assessments based off of my clients' needs and their age and all of, all of those other factors. There's a lot of variables that are going to decide what assessments I use. If I have a client who comes to me and says, my goal is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm 19 years old, and I want to play football, and I want to be better as a linebacker. Well, I'm going to be doing more strength and agility assessments. If somebody comes to me and says, hey, I want to be more flexible for golf, well, I'm going to be doing more rotational and flexibility assessments. I'm not going to be doing as much power and strength and upper body assessments. So you, you, I think that the assessment should be specific to your client's goals that you find out during your first talk session, okay? So now we have... We, we evaluate, we, we talk to them, we got all the information we can, we evaluated w what they wanted and their schedule and their sort of mental health side and, the, and, and all of those things, right? Their life, how, you're, how they're going to fit in this training, what they expect. And then we did the assess, the TEA and teach here. That's the physical side. You do your assessments, your physical analysis of your client. And then we have and then we have the C, which is create. That now it's time to start creating a plan. And it's not going to come to fruition right away. It's going to take a little while because you still need to be one-on-one -on -one with that client for five, six, seven, eight sessions to really see how their body works. And sometimes their goals change within the training, right? The, the training's either too difficult or they notice they don't have as much time to get to those goals. So their goals are going to change at all times. But it is time to start creating now. And in an episode two of this two-part uh, pro client, client programming here. We'll talk more specifically about create. We'll dive into it. But this is the time where we start creating. You start writing things down and going over, okay, these are my client's goals. I've done my evaluation. I've done my assessments. I know what they're like. I've seen them move. I've seen their strengths and weaknesses. And now I can start putting in a program to get them to their goals. And then last but not least, the H and teach is just help. We have to continue to help our clients reach their goals. And a lot of that is adjusting. So you know, I have a background in public relations, the definite relations between an organization and its constituents through strategic two-way communication. And really, that's just a long-winded way of saying continue to tell the truth, be honest, and have open, direct communication between you and your client. And that's what we have to do in personal training. You have to have open and direct two-way strategic communication at all times. Is this working for you? How do you feel? Uh, I call this the update phase. It's the first thing you should do during a session. I say, hey, what, what did you eat last how did you sleep last night? How are you feeling today? Always ask that so that you know what your client's doing. I have a lot of clients who work out in other modalities besides working out one-on-one -on -one with me. Maybe they go to Orange Theory. Maybe they're a runner. Maybe they're a swimmer. 
Maybe they, they do Olympic weightlifting and then they come to me for different things. So it's good for me to know how is your body feeling? What have you been doing on those other days? Because ultimately your plan is going to be based off of those factors as well. It's not just their goals and what you have planned for them. You're going to have to adjust all the time. That initial conversation that you have, that initial conversation that you have, I call it the update conversation. You should always ask your clients that every, even if they get annoyed with it, what did you eat last? How are you feeling? And when's the last time you worked out? And you'll have a better sense of what you should be doing so that you have other routines and plans. And, and really, client programming in general, uh, I know this sounds odd, but eventually you won't do it. The, the goal is if you're a good enough trainer, you'll never have to program because you'll have seen everything, you'll have done everything, and you can wait for the update phase and then adjust accordingly and then in-place in, in something there and then rather than have all of these written out structured plans for your client because that is really good to do on the front end. It's good to write everything out. You learn better that way. You have all these different game plans and it's good to be prepared. You always want to be prepared, but there will come a point where you've seen everything or almost everything and you don't have to do that. You don't have to over prepare. You don't record every single piece of data point because again, what did I say in the start of this conversation? Personal training and fitness, you're marrying an art with a science. This is not just you looking at numbers. There's an art to this. You have to feel how your client is working and what they're doing. And sometimes we even have to convince them that their goals, and I have a whole podcast on this, their goals don't matter. And I, that's, again, hyperbole. Of course, their goals do matter. But there are things that matter more than their goals. Right? If your client's goal is something like, I want to win this bodybuilding competition, but you can tell that your client is maybe uh, potentially injuring themselves and going above and beyond and they're doing long-term, you know, deleterious things to their health and wellness. Well, we have to take a step back and say, listen, I'm I'm here for your long-term health and wellness as my priority. Whatever your goal is, is secondary to your long-term health and wellness. So we have to switch this game plan. But again, I don't, I don't want to get off too off track here. And uh, let's so let's stay on client programming. So is my acronym? I have an acronym for everything in the fitness industry. We talk, we evaluate, we assess, we create, we help. I'm going to go over each one really briefly again. The talk is just getting all the information you can out of your client. Meet with them the first time. You can charge for it if you want. Some people don't. I usually charge for it. 30 minutes, half hour, get all the information you possibly can. Ask every question imaginable because this is this is about the full spectrum of their health and wellness, not just about their fitness and physical health. The health history form or the Park U is not going to tell you everything that your client will when you sit down. You always get more information from talking than from reading a piece of paper. The second is evaluate. When we evaluate, that's not the physical. It's the psychological. It's the life. It's the schedule. All of these things. How how am I going to make sure that my client is getting to the gym? I have to see when are they tired? What are their pain points? What are their goals? What is their mental health like? What is their schedule like? Then we do the assessment, the A. That's all the different assessments. Again, I'm, I'm not particular in which assessments I use on a particular in which assessments I use on a regular basis. They vary based upon my client's goals, and I think yours should as well. Then we create. Now we have all of this information. Now we can create a plan, whether you want to write that plan down very specifically step by step and have every exercise and every repetition out, or you want to create a vague plan and say, this is my vague plan that I have when I walk in, I want to make sure that we're doing this on this day or something to this extent on this day, a lower body here. We have to create some sort of plan. So we have a little bit of structure in here, although that will change as time moves on. And then we have help. Help is just the continued strategic two-way communication between you and your client 
to keep adjusting to get them to their goals because they're going to take step backwards. Sometimes they have to take a step backwards. Something happens. It's life. Maybe they, you know, they got sick. Their their husband or wife got sick. They have to go travel for three weeks on work and they come back. There's going to be this constant sort of up and down in that parabola where they hit hit, hit almost a climax and they have to go back down. And that is that is the norm. That's going to happen. But you have to help them. You have to keep them on track. And part of that is just adjusting the routine and making sure you're always there for your client, both in session and out of session. So this is part one of two in client programming. Again, this was not specific. This was our general overview of what a client experience is like for them and for us, because that is, that plays into client programming. In order to program properly, we need to know their lives. We need to know their bodies. We need to know uh, exactly all of the things going on in the background so that we can plan the perfect programming. In part two, we're going to go over specifics into programming, why you would do one thing over the other, what I think about the OPT model, and how I work with my clients specifically in programming and, and my recommendations. Although we all teach differently. I talk about this in my book. We have more direct trainers and we have more demonstrative trainers. We have people who are more there, uh, uh, Kai Evans calls them the entra trainers, right? You're there. We have people who are more there. Uh, uh, Kai Evans calls them the entra trainers, right? You're there as an entertainer. You have a big personality. You put on a good show. People like to be around you. Vivacious. You're infectious as far as your personality is concerned. And then we have other trainers who are a little bit more direct. They're more science and math minded. They look at the body as a machine. They're able to pinpoint what's going on from afar visually and say, these are the things we need to fix. And that's where maybe you're going to use the more of the functional movement screens. And you're going to use even more assessments than the average trainer. And you're going to have metrics to track all of these things. Now, ultimately, you need to marry these two concepts. We need to, This is an art and a science. We have to marry both the objective and the subjective. But of course, you're going to be more one than the other. That's just how we are. So it, that's okay. You have to play to your strengths. And we'll talk about that during the the second more specific dive into client programming here. Again, I am Steve Washuda, co-founder of Truly Fit, author of Fitness Business 101. Quick up is to be the fiver of fitness, so to speak. You as the fitness professional of any sort, sign in for free. You have your own profile. You have your own page. You list your classes, both virtually and on-site. And we drive clients to the site to come find you. Of course, you can bring your own clients on. If you were to have a virtual class, let's say a 5 p.m. yoga virtual class, the general population can come on. They buy credits to the site. You set your class price for whatever you want. It's a free market. They buy those credits. They purchase your class. You get the vast majority of that money. And they all get sent Zoom links to your virtual class, these private classes. Now, if it's physical on-site, you can do that as well. You could also have your own subset Truly Fit page where you're not even a trainer on the general Truly Fit page. You have a Truly Fit dot app backslash Bob's Gym where you just have all of your own personal trainers up there as well. So we have both features there, but I'll just have all of your own personal trainers up there as well. So we have both features there, but I'll talk about that a little bit more as we're about to launch there's always problems with uh, launching apps and big platforms, things in the background that uh, we want to clean up before we get going here. But the but the the bones and the structure is there, and we're almost ready to go. And again, this is a free platform for personal trainers. I I know what it's like 
to try to find clients and struggle with that, especially when you go out on your own. I've been there. So that's that was my ultimate goal to not only help trainers get clients, but also help them run their business, have them schedule. So there's going to be a workout builder on there. We have a, a team that that we teamed up with that's a great workout building program. I'm not going to say their name yet, but you're going to be very impressed by this workout builder that you can work one-on-one with your clients and message your clients through this workout builder that you get for free. Again, as as signing up for Truly Fit. So you sign up for Truly Fit, you get a free workout builder and you get free clients, basically. Uh, it's a win-win. And if you are somebody who has and you're running your own virtual classes, you can combine these things. So they don't need to be separate, meaning you can have people all log in to your same virtual classes, some through Truly Fit, some through your own means. You don't have to drive your clients to the Truly Fit site. We're not telling you to bring us your clients. You can keep your clients and we're gonna we're gonna get you more clients. That's the ultimate goal here for the Truly Fit platform. And in the meantime, the podcast is here to help educate personal trainers through interviewing experts across the board in every area of fitness and health that I can find an expert. I bring them on to talk about things. Now, a lot of podcasts are really niche down. That's the goal. Niche as much as you can. And I don't want that to be this. This isn't about making money and getting as many viewers and advertisements as we possibly can. This is about me trying to find experts and topics so that I can pass on relevant information that can help out personal trainers. And because I believe help out personal trainers and because I believe personal trainers need to have sort of a, a general knowledge of all topics, I'm trying to do that. I'm not trying to just focus on programming. I'm not trying to just focus on nutrition. I'm not trying to just focus on uh, lifting and hypertrophy or the newest, latest and greatest equipment. I want to do everything. I talk to people who uh, invented new versions of Pilates reformers. I talk to physicians who are experts in diabetes. I talk to um, at former athletes who are personal trainers. It. I want to have a full scope of all of the things that are interconnected with personal training because ultimately to be a great personal trainer, you have to have a good sense of what is going on with the general population in, in all of its sort of externalities, all of those branches off of the tree. You're going to niche, you're going to have a specialty, that's okay, but you need to know all of the things going on with your client from their medical health to their physiological health. We talk a lot about mindset and we I've had a, I've had a psychiatrists and psychologists on talking about ADHD and depression and, and vanity issues and all of these different things. We want to have a, a little bit of knowledge, ultimately a lot, but at least we want to start our careers having a little bit of knowledge in all of these areas because to better help your client, you need to know what's going on outside of that training session, not just inside of that training session. And then also from the, the personal training standpoint, there's so many different kinds of equipment. There's so many gyms. There's so many modalities. There's so many uh, concepts and philosophies that surround personal training that it's important to know all of them so that you're not dyed in the wool one team and think there's only one way to do something. The quicker you learn that there's more to one way to solve a problem, the better off you're going to be in the personal training industry. And I have a piece in my book about how if you look at something like uh, the the IT band, the iliotibial band, you'll have you'll have you know issues with that IT band that a physical therapist will sometimes do things different than a sports medicine doctor, who will do things different than a personal trainer to try to solve that same issue. And, and, and somebody is not necessarily right or wrong. There's just different ways to go about solving the issue. And maybe in certain instances, some of those modal, some of those procedures work. 
and some of those philosophies work, and in others they don't because there's a lot going on with the body. There's a lot of variables, and it's good to learn all the different ways that people do things and take different concepts and new ideas into your head and into your programming to give them a try and reassess and continue to ask yourself, am I doing this properly? We had uh, Dr. Bobby on, physical therapist, who was talking about how when his clients have a yanked hamstring, he works with athletes specifically, he doesn't give them a day off. They come in the next day. And typically the standard procedure, insofar as I knew, insofar as I knew, is that you take a week off, you take two weeks off. He says, no, I get them in the next day and we're doing light movements, even if it's just a double leg bridge to get the blood flow going there and to get that moving. We don't want it to atrophy. We don't want the, we don't want rest when, when they yank their hamstrings, at least for his athletes. Now, I'm not telling you that you should do it that way because maybe your, your training style is different. But what I'm telling you is there's more than one idea in our industry behind how we fix things and how we train people. And I think we have to always adapt and adjust and learn more. So I will always cover a wide range of topics. It does not matter. I I have no interest in niching down and only talking about one thing here. And if for some listeners, that's not great. That's not what you want. You you come to this podcast to only only listen to personal training specific stuff. And you don't want to hear about, let's say, diabetes. You don't want to hear about adult ADHD. I think you're doing yourself a disservice to not have a wide range of knowledge and all it doesn't. And that's ultimately what it's for. You have 30 minutes. You think the topic is relevant to help you in the fitness industry or in your life. Maybe if you're general population, you just think the topic can help you in, in your fitness journey and your health journey. That's great. Always reach out social at trulyfit.app. I will be the one who sees those emails. I will respond specifically if there's a topic in mind that you want me to discuss. If there's a guest that you would like me to try to invite on or have on or if you yourself know someone or want to be the guest on write in social at trulyfit.app thank you so much for listening to the show thanks for joining us on the truly fit podcast please subscribe rate and review on your listening platform and feel free to email us we'd love to hear from you social at trulyfit.app thanks again